Welcome to the Move Forward Boldly podcast. I'm Dr. Carolyn Harmon of Stridey Life Coaching, where we talk about anything having to do with health, wealth, and happiness. So if you are retired or thinking about retiring, then you'll want to find us on the internet at moveforwardboldly.com. You can find us on Facebook at Move Forward Boldly and also on YouTube, Moving Forward Boldly. You know, we discuss everything having to do with health, wealth, and happiness because we believe you never have to get old and you can be blessed with a lot of years. All right, let's get on with this podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Rory T. Edwards. Now, Rory is not only a transformational coach, but he is also an author and he is also an educator. For over three decades, Rory has been a leading authority on implementing the cognitive behavioral wellness for athletes, families, and coaches at every level. As an educator, he's the former dean of students, and his methodology was recognized as a national model for education by the former U.S. Secretary of Education, Mr. Roger Page. As an author, you might want to go and get Rory's new book. It's called the 13 commandments. And he's also authored a guide called, so you want to be a professional athlete. It is a guide for raising, being, and coaching the world's next superstar. So without further delay, I know that you will be just amazed at his conversation and what he has to say today. So without further ado, oh, wait a minute, one other thing. If you want to find Rory, you can find him on the internet at RoryTEdwards.com. So let's get with this interview. Um, so Rory, thank you very much for, for uh, talking to me today. Uh, my audience, I know they're really going to love you. And it's it's always a pleasure to meet two new people and, and hear different perspectives on, on life and how things go. So what are you up to today as a transformational coach? Uh, today, I was just preparing uh, some documents that I need to, to utilize on another level that will uh, hopefully impact some, some uh, individuals at the professional level of sports. So that's what I was doing today, working on that initiative because uh, I have a... Um, sort of a very important meeting. Every, I think every meeting I have is important because Absolutely. we have to put value on people of people, you know, everything. This is important. This is very important to me. So I think uh, that meeting is just about, hopefully uh, we will get people to understand that it's, it's, it's needed. Transformation is, is a process that's, that's needed. And uh, most people don't really understand the process, but we're going to hopefully convince them on why it's, it's valuable. So how do you think most people actually do see transformation as opposed to how we or you see transformation is? What do you think the differences are? Uh, I think people look at the, the changes. I think one of the one of the biggest components of transformation was was just what happened recently with COVID. Right. OK. COVID, in my uh, assessment, gave people an opportunity to either panic uh, and run. Uh, panic and hide or sit and reflect and make changes. And so uh, based on, I believe that our, our, you know, our bodies are connected and our bodies are, are driven by rhythm and energy. 
And so if you uh, utilize your energy to panic, then you're not you're not able to be productive and and transformation in a phase from one phase to the next gives you the opportunity to be able to reflect and uh, then and then put together your plan of execution for your next your next choice. Because to me, I think you're transforming every time you make a choice. Okay. You you have options. You have options within that choice. Uh, so you either you either transform or you transgress. So it's yeah, going to be. You can't stay still. That's for sure. Yeah, right. You definitely can. <laughs> there, yeah. You know, I mean, energy. You know, what's funny? Yesterday, I told people, no, the, the day before I was talking about beliefs and my I did a nine day series just recently on Facebook. Okay. And I'll, it's on YouTube also, but it's, it's called House Calls with okay. Dr. Rory T. Edwards. And so I talked about I mean, I talked about energy, our, right. our execution of our energy. Right. And I talked about that most people, I didn't know this, but it says that 90% of our energy on a daily basis is utilized for us standing erect against the law of gravity. Gravity, wow. Yeah, so I said 90% of our energy is wow. utilized during the, door, the day, um, yeah, to, to, to stand erect against gravity. And I was that like, means that is... That's why we can't sleep standing up. <laughs> I guess. <right? laughs> I've tried. No energy. You're right. I mean, if you have the assistance of a wall, you probably could or something. But uh, yeah. But uh, that's 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 very interesting. Uh, so it's so it's like a, we're we're constantly fighting, and I guess the taller you are, the harder it is, right? Yeah, we think people, you know, when they walk and they're walking a little slump because uh, yeah. they uh, they're the tired, burden. but it's the gra- <laughs> it's gravity. Just pulling you down, right? right? And also, I guess the more you weigh and the taller you are, it would be would be tough would be tougher. Absolutely, oh, that's, that's interesting. It so, is. on your on your uh, your house calls, what what topics are you covering? Uh, let me see what I covered. So, day one, I'm already I finished yesterday. So, okay. day one was about promise. <clears throat> so, you know what what is a promise? What what have we uh, sort of what, what has a promise meant to us? Because we all make them and right. we all break them. Right. Uh, day two was about redemption. Day three was about gratitude. Day four was about balance. Day five was about purpose. Day six was about belief. Day seven was about transformation. Day eight was about the execution of energy. And day nine was about completion, celebration. Okay. So, so all of that has to do with you being able to transform. That's, and that's what the point of it is, right? Correct. Yeah. Just how do you, you know, how do you move from your choices to your outcomes? And uh, okay. And, and the 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 point of transformation is is in your uh, mind for what to to create a change of your life or in your life or yourself or what what are you transforming? Yeah, you transform what what it is. What is your purpose? I think when you find your purpose, you uh you then set up a plan. And, you know, I, I, I even explain to people that even your purpose, you can discover your purpose at 90 years old. Right. Uh, but when you jump into your purpose, it's not, your purpose isn't waiting for you at, your, at 90. Your purpose is stagnant on when, when it, when it was developed, your purpose was developed before you were actually blessed to, to enter into this world and right. your purpose waits on you, but time doesn't wait on you, right. but your purpose waits on you. Right. And so when you jump into it, you don't start at, well, I'm, I was supposed to be in my purpose. I was supposed to be a millionaire. 
you jump in at your purpose uh, as a, a normal individual, I would say. Yeah. And at then the you work towards at the beginning. You never jump into where your purpose is supposed to be at that time. It's just that right. when you find it, it's already available for you. And you'll be able to trans, trans, you know, transform through it. Right. But you won't jump into where you're supposed to be based on the plan of execution on where you were supposed to be at this time if you would have followed it from when you discovered it and or it, knew it. Yeah. And the purpose is not something that you can complete it, each actually either. It's something that you head towards. Is, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, I would I would definitely it's never it's never a completion. Uh it's it's just a working a working document that, that has no end. Right. It's almost like how people say the the infinite. It's it's a it continues to to make you better, and it continues to to serve you in the capacity for which you were supposed to serve. Right, and that purpose is very individualized. Your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, strangers don't have your same purpose. Your purpose yeah. is yours, right? Your purpose is like your your fingerprints. You know, that's the one thing that separates us as individuals. Even twins don't have the same fingerprints, right? Right, right. So even twins don't have the same purpose. Right. Uh, uh, so that's why I tell people you can't live vicariously through someone else's purpose and think that you've accomplished it. It's almost like uh, I was explaining to someone the other day about Egypt versus Rome and Greece. And people say, you know, how are the pyramids still standing? Because they were the original builders of of this magnificent architect, architect architectural design. Right. And the duplications of the other uh, the other empires tried to copy something without the original blueprint. Right. And so you see you see uh, um, examples of it, but you don't see it in its entirety because they didn't understand the elements. They didn't understand building in the conditions, all of the things that would affect um, the 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 lasting the lasting um Structure. Yeah, of, of those particular uh, particular uh, venues. Right. But you see, no matter what, no matter what, even individuals tried to destroy the things at the pyramids and right. they still couldn't destroy them. Right. You know, right. and what do they do? They blame it. What do they say? Oh, the people in Egypt had help from the aliens. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, aliens they, well, that they, they've never found, right? Never found <laughs> yet, but. Why didn't you get the help of the aliens then? Right, they that. still can't figure out how they did it, but right. it's known. Right. But if if they hadn't destroyed so much of the land that was there, the evidence right. is right there. Or if That's they right. learned how to, how to actually, um, I don't want to say read, or if they knew what they were looking for, it's probably Correct. right there. Yeah. That's usually what the answer is. It's usually right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So. Just so interesting. It's, it's really that. That's really funny that, that you say that. That, that is really, <laughs> really, really funny. Um, the, the way that I, I mean, I'm listening to your steps and you're talking about um, in transformation and the thing that always comes to me is that when I'm speaking about someone's purpose or our purpose mm -hmm. or any right. individual's purpose, to me, that's like your, um, that's like your true north. When you are doing something and mm -hmm. uh, you have a goal to achieve something and it's within route to your purpose. It's just like it's almost magical that things open up in your way for you to achieve those things. Absolutely, yeah. But when you're doing something that's off purpose, that's mm -hmm. away, that's not going to take you there, then it's just like right. nothing seems to, to work. And that's what a lot of people don't seem to understand, that that purpose is a real serious, real serious thing. And like you say, 
you might be 90 till you find it or you might not find it in this life, Correct. but it is here for you. It is, right. So how would you recommend somebody actually finding it? Uh, you know, I think it's something that, that you just said is that we all we all know it exists. Mm -hmm. It's just that I think and I don't want to I don't want to say this wrong and have people take it wrong that I'm I'm not human. I'm human. Right. But I think humans, we believe we're smarter than the universe. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we think that I know how I know it. My, you know, you can't tell me. I mean, look at us. But but really look at us. Why are we trying to discover what's out there? If we didn't think there was something that could better us here, right? Right. So you got to realize that subliminally, you really realize that the, the universe is is far more advanced than we could ever fathom. Right. I mean, if we go back just fifty years, right, the things that we're doing now, we would never have imagined. If we could go back and talk to our great grandparents and say we would be using computers, they'd be like computers. When you talk to, you know, I, I tell my grandchildren all the time about the uh, rotary phone. They said, what's a rotary phone? Right, right. A phone in the house? What's the phone in the house? You know, right. just things, simple things that we think about that are advanced right now. Right. But um, that's that's the that's the thing is that we don't we we believe that we're we're smarter than we really are instead of just uh, allowing. Uh, the universe, and I, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm some, you know, some some soothsayer or <laughs> people, but I do believe that the universe guides us if we just allow that. Yeah, and I think people can understand it on a level if you told them that um, that there is a part of them that mm -hmm. is not this physical, this right. physical thing that we are. I think people can get with that; they can understand right. that. I mean, because if, if you watch a, a baby when they're about, what, maybe four months or three months, I'm not that mm -hmm. too in tune to that. But the right. first time they see their hand and they realize that it's that they have control of this thing and they don't. Even, right. So they so that is not them, but it's something that they have. Correct. So right. that's the way our bodies. So I think if, if people look at um, their purpose or, or yeah, their uh, who they who they really are. Mm -hmm then they know that they are not such a physical, but of spirit of energy, right? Correct, yeah. And that yeah. energy just comes from one place. Energy is never never created nor destroyed. It's always here. So it's part of the infinite. It's part of the universe. Correct. Yeah, and so if you're part of the universe, then you have that infinite knowledge, right? Correct, yeah, you and should. so I think if people look at it that way, then, right. then they'd have a, a total different approach to how they go about coming to conclusions and solutions instead of trying to think, 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 think their way. Right, right. The, the, the thoughts, um, the thoughts that we create can only come from things that we've already seen and things that we've already known. Like right. If we've never, if, if we've never seen or felt snow, like a lot of people in the world don't know snow. I know right. snow. I know you know right. snow. Right, right. <laughs> um, so they have an idea about what people say about it. But, um, you know, back in the time I had a um, a friend from Nigeria and it snowed in uh, New Jersey. And he was like, he came outside with no shoes on. No <laughs> and he just wanted to touch it, right? Yeah. So I asked for about 10 minutes. Right. right, that's right. He, he did better than most people. Ten minutes. Yeah, he's like, "Who?" Yeah. And then after that, he was like, "Everybody else, I don't want. You know, I don't. I've seen it. I've done it. Don't. Right. I don't need it anymore." That's you know? right. So you can only, I mean, 
for people to accomplish things that they've never even known of, how how can you how can you even think? Uh, that's why if you want to if you want to achieve something that you've never even known um, that the opposite exists or that mm -hmm. it exists, and you want to achieve it, how can you do it? You 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 have to do it. You can't do it intellectually. You have to do Correct. it spiritually. Right. Correct. And, yeah. And that's prayer. Right. Prayer is us asking or speaking to God. And then intuition is when God speaks to us and we are Correct. we are inspired when God speaks to us. Right. So um, I think if a lot of people took that approach, that dogma of uh, hard work and dedication to, you know, sweat, and, that wouldn't be it. <laughs> that, that wouldn't right. be the answer. The answer would be, you know, take it, take it inside. Learn mm -hmm. how to find out who you are. For some people, it is meditation. For other people, it's not. They have other ways. Um, yeah. But learning of the faculties that we have with our conscious mind, right. to be able to um, tap into our inner selves, that's key to anything that we're going to do. That That's key to showing us what our purpose is and also mm -hmm. how to get there. <clears throat> that's right. That's absolutely true. And uh, I mean... You should be teaching this. You should be teaching that, making that statement right there to from the uh, Mount Everest, because everybody needs to hear it. And that's the reason why we're in, I think, the, the situations we're in right now yes, is because so many people are following something that may not have any any foundation to it. You know, it's almost like you have a dream house that you want to build and you say, I'm going to build it on the first piece of land that somebody gives me and somebody sells you a, an acre of quicksand. Yeah. And you build your house and all of a sudden you, you come back and your garage is gone. And you're like, what happened to my garage? Well, <laughs> I built it. <laughs> I built it. I know I built it last week when I left. But uh, that's what I think is very is, is not. Uh, and, you know, what's so funny as I was I, I had a friend the other day who told me somebody wanted to ask me something. And when the person asked me, they said, I have no clue about the answer. So he told me that you may be able to help me. I said, OK, let's let's see. Let's see if it's in my lane. I'll be able to help. And then they asked me, and when I gave them the answer, they said, that doesn't sound right. I said, it doesn't sound right. So what's your indicators that are going to tell you when the right answer is, is the right answer? And they said, well, I don't know. I said, exactly. You didn't know when you came. <laughs> right. And now you're telling me that I gave you an answer. And I told you that if you asked me about, if you asked me about your computer and you said my computer's going black or whatever, what should I do? My answer is to go to Best Buy and buy you a new one. I can't tell you how to hit this, this, this button and, and complete and, and get the screen. I can't tell you that. I don't know that. But I do know what I know. And the reason why the person told you to come to me is because he knew that I knew. But for you to tell me it doesn't sound right, how can someone who doesn't have any inclination at all about what the right answer might be going to tell me that the answer is wrong? And I said, I said, well, you keep searching until you find the answer, because eventually you'll find it. Yeah. Either yeah. good, bad or indifferent. You will find it. You yeah. know, the answer that sat not the not the true answer, maybe the answer that satisfies you. Yeah. And that's, that's what, what you're looking is. for. Yeah, you're looking for satisfied. It means you know what I'm saying, satisfied. Right, right. I get it. I get it. But that, that's that's like the story where um uh this one gentleman walks up on another gentleman, it's nighttime and there's it's dark and he's under the street light. So the one gentleman that walks up to him says, Sam, what are you doing? He says, I'm looking for my, my house key. He says, well, how long you been looking for it? He said, about 45 minutes. He said, you haven't found it yet? He goes, no, I haven't found it yet. He said, so where did you drop it? He said, oh, over, over there, but it's lighter over here. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Never, so, so he's looking for an answer, but he's right. never going to find it. He, Correct. But, you know, and so this is what the gentleman was doing with you. He's just. That's right. Yeah. He, you know, he's just, looking under the light, but he dropped it way over there. Yeah, he dropped it the over there. So yeah. he has no idea what he's what he's looking for. Well, he knows Correct. what he's looking for, but he, he has no idea how to find it. And somebody Correct. told him how to find it. And he's like, yeah. no. No, it's not. No, that's not the answer. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. It's funny how. And that's just the things that I, I believe that are actually going through. So transformation, I say, because uh, people like people, people try to say, what's the difference between a transformational leader, a coach versus a motivational leader or a coach? And I said, it depends on who I'm talking to. I said, but I usually utilize the the uh, entity of church. Okay. I say, you know, you go into church and the the, the pastor, the, the the rabbi, the priest, the imam, whatever it is, gives you a great message and you feel really warm. And then you go down the street and you go into a, you go into a, uh, there's a, there's a, um, something, an accident or whatever. Okay. And here goes your emotions and your emotions. You're all upset now that you want to get home. Now you have to do this. You have to do that. And you forget the word. You forget what happened. You may remember one or two things, but you don't understand the entire message. Right. I said, that's a motivational person. They make you feel really good for a few moments. Right. I said, a transformational person is someone who gives you action steps, right? And, and the other thing is we don't do it for you. I don't do it for you. You do it for yourself. But what I do is help you identify those particular things that you may believe are, are are troubling or concerning your life. And so like what I do is I, I give people an assessment and it's a nine um, a nine phase wellness assessment that addresses all of your areas of of mm -hmm. um, of uh, being uh, complete, I would right. say. And, and this not complete, but complete in, on, on in this on this planet. you know your okay. spiritual, your occupational, your emotional, all of those things, your relationships, financial, things of that nature. And then once you answer those questions, it's easier for us to start at what your biggest concern is based on what you answer, not what I answer. Right. Because I can right. look at you and say it's your health because you're, right. you're you know, you're not healthy. You're overweight. You're this. Right. You're that. But it may not be your health. It may be something emotional that is right. causing you to eat. Right. So let's address the emotional part of it. That will then help you address the weight part of it. Right. Right. So that's the difference. I said, that's the difference. A transformational coach is somebody who takes you through the phases that you identify, which are most in need of um, of your complete uh, uh, metaphysical tr transformation, you know, a metaphysical right. change. And, and the idea is, is that the, what a coach does is they, they ask you questions that make you think. Correct. Like it's they don't necessarily know the answers to your questions because there are questions right. that affect you differently. Like, you know, correct. You know, because you're a different person than anybody yeah. else. So they have you have to come to your own conclusion about why things are in in your world the way they are. Right. And through questions, right. you come to that um, uh, determination. And it's just like, OK, so in, in doing that, you just help people clear out their um, like, kind of like alter or shift their beliefs. And then once their beliefs are shifted, it just doesn't make sense. For them to carry on the way that they, I mean, they just don't even feel like carrying on the way that they carry on. And right. people do it all the time. I mean, people change after they get married. They change after they become parents. Right. They change when they go from uh, mom's house to their own house. 
You know, right. they just, I mean, we do it all the time. And why? Because we, we make a mental shift and a spiritual shift. We become right. a different person. Right. So we transform whether we're trying to transform or not. I mean, well, Absolutely. when we have that, that desire that, um, you know, something that we're reaching for, we see ourselves as that person and that's who we become. Right. So it, it is something that comes from us, but we don't mm -hmm. really understand it. Yeah. Uh, and, and exactly what we did to get it. And sometimes that's what coaches, and yeah, that's what coaches do, but a lot of people have never been coached and it's kind of, but you mm. should always, I mean, I have coaches for everything, you know? Right. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> that's right. Yes, I have, uh, you know, I have some issues, but really, I guess, I, I, and I have different coaches at different times and why? Because it's, mm. it's like personalities and different people can get at different parts of you than than other people they have different right. techniques everybody comes up with a with a with a technique that works for some people but not for everybody That's or right, several yeah. techniques that work for some people but not for everybody so mm -hmm. there's no shame in starting with one coach and and going to another because you're looking because you need to get to where you have to go absolutely you're the determination you're the determiner of where you have to go right that's right nobody yeah. else right yeah, and that's that's I think it's just perfect what you said because everybody, everybody, every coaches need coaches, right? Like you said, oh, yes. every, yeah, I got people. I have people I talk to also, you know, and I tell them, listen, please don't, please don't sugarcoat, right? But um, you know, I was just I was just prior to our call, I was on the on the call with a young lady who's trying to develop, you know, her own business, and she was asking me about what she wanted. She wanted to become a speaker. And I said, well, well, first and foremost, you have to realize what can you speak about? Because everybody wants to speak. Every Everybody was, most people in the world were blessed with a voice. But it's what you do with the voice that, to me, a speaker should be someone who can change the masses. Or if it's not the masses, at least the individuals for you, who you choose to speak to. All right? that, should be, that should be your purpose in speaking, is really change. Right? But right. we have a lot of people out here who just want to talk, just to be heard. They they. They are expert on everything, you know, um, um, uh, but, uh, but a master of everything, but but not an expert in anything at all, but want to be a yeah. master of everything. Just want to talk. Yeah, but some of them are kind of like seeking the right, Some they're seeking something, but they don't know what it is. So they just Correct. keep saying it and doing right. it. And then I, I think that they too have um, followers that hear them. And even, yeah. uh, they, they may be a little bit, there may be one or two steps ahead of the people that they're talking to and can listen right. to them. Right. And yeah. so as they grow, maybe those people will grow in their in their own way. So I yeah. think everybody's voice kind of needs to be heard. It's just fi fixing, you know, finding that voice that finding that voice is to, for you, who that voice is. I mean, yeah. I, I make yeah. some videos and and and, uh, and and even the podcast things. And sometimes I listen back to what I say and I say, I can't believe I said that. That was like, so <laughs> you know, so idiotic, just like not me. Why did I use that word? Sometimes I can't think of words and then I'll make up a word. Right. Because, yeah. You know, just because because I want to get a point across. Um, right. I think I said pulmonize one time or something. Oh, lungologist. That's what I was trying okay. to say. Pulmonary pulmonologist. And I said lungologist. Yeah. And I was okay. like, that's totally wrong. But um <laughs> But I guarantee somebody wouldn't somebody tried to go to school for it now. I'm gonna be a lungologist. A lungologist, <laughs> right. Yeah, you right, got some right. people out there with lungologists now. Lungologist, right. Uh yeah, but I was putting together the, the concept of, of what I was saying. But the idea is that there's always I think people should speak, but they should also listen. 
because yeah. when they speak, people hear them. When they listen, they can actually grow. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah. nobody knows what to say to you until you speak your mind. Because if you just, um, you know, if you never say anything, nobody knows what you're thinking. Correct. But I think a lot of people don't know their minds. They um, regurgitate everything else that they heard and they don't really think right. at all. Right. And so right. that's that's what a problem is. And I think people need to listen more, read more. Um, take in more than they give out. And then once they have a, a clearer understanding from point A to point B, you know, practice it. Maybe they should practice what they say and, and write it down and, and look at it again before they That's say right. it. Yeah. You know, and before I they act on it. I would have said pulmonologist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, I guarantee you somebody's out there with a lungologist on their card, their business card. They are a lungologist right now. And when you ask them, what is it? Uh, I work on your lungs. I work so on I work. your lungs, yeah. Yeah, yeah talking like that, you're going to work on my lungs? I don't <laughs> right. <know. laughs> that must be lungologist sells them in the black market or something. I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah, right? It sounds right. like a big machine or something. Yeah, lungologist. right. Oh. Oh God! So if you're sleep apnea, you you got to get a lungologist machine. Right? <laughs> yeah, to make your make that's what you have for for polio, right? When right. You, you know, your lungs collapse, no, they yeah. put you on a lung lungology machine. That, right. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know. You got somebody out there patenting that right now. They're starting to they're putting the machine together. Yep, yeah, yeah. So, how long have you been in in coaching, and what made you start? Uh, I would say I've been in this close to. 40 years, probably. Okay. Probably. And, uh, you know, I, the one thing I tell people is I've always had the gift of gab. Uh, okay. I don't know, you know, at some point in my life, it wasn't the most productive. It was, uh, it was probably 70% uh, more offensive than it was uh, productive. And uh, I, I had a, I had a, the realization that uh, even though it was offensive, people were still listening to me. People would stop and listen to me. And so I realized, I said, well, gosh, maybe, maybe I do have that gift. So let me try to now say some things more productive. Yeah. And I think at the age of, so probably, uh, probably was, I probably realized that was my purpose in early because I tell people, and some people say, well, you can't tell the story because it depends on who you're listening to. But I remember when I was uh, 13, the uh, Black Panthers were, organizing in the community to to uh, start a, a chapter in New Jersey. And my aunt told me, they said, you better not go down to that meeting. And I said, oh, okay, you know, I won't. So what do you think I did? I went down. Went down to the meeting, of course. Yeah, you think you go tell me. Now I think I'm going to find out what's going on. Hey, you say, no, I got to go. I got to go now, right? Absolutely. <laughs> And so I went to the meeting and, you know, they were they were putting all the, the, the information together and they were doing this. And they asked for people to volunteer to become members. And there was some gentlemen in the room and and, and nobody, <clears throat> nobody stood up. No gentleman raised their hand. And I'm like, huh? And so I maneuvered my way through the front. And I got up and I said, sir, I'm ready. I'm ready to join. I'm ready to serve. And he says, Young brother, he says, you're not ready for the front lines yet. He says, but what I what I need for you to do is I need for you to become a, a, a learned individual. And I need for you to share the messages that that we're talking about. And, and I need for you to carry these messages on to your generation and the generations to come. Right. And right. so from that particular point, that sits in me and people say, well, 
Well, what was the relationship with that guy after that? I never saw that guy again. I don't know who that guy is. I couldn't, I couldn't, if he was sitting next to me, I wouldn't know who he was. But he transformed you. He did. He transformed me at 13. And so from that yep. point, like I said, from that point, I always was trying to share stuff with people that I thought was right. And sometimes it wasn't, it wasn't always, like I said, it wasn't always pleasant. It was some adjectives and things that we used to get my point across. Right. But um, people would listen. They listen. And so I started doing it. And then I, then I did it through athletics. You know, I was coaching individuals uh, on how they could become greater athletes. And then I went into uh, designing programs for males, uh, you know, every every capacity for which I worked. Uh, I worked in a prison and then I left the prison to go work in education. And then, you know, I started, uh, I became a, 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 an amazing teacher. Then I said, well, I want to be able to control the people who teach the people that I'm overseeing. And so I became a principal. And then I started my own academy. I was the president of NAACP in Connecticut. And then I um, started my own academy for African-American males between the ages of eight. I mean, eight, I mean, fourth grade to, through eighth grade. And we did that for 13 years. Then I started my own school. Then I went to Africa to, to look at, you know, the connection between Africa and America. And, and then I put a documentary in my mind because I visit some of the countries in the Maya about where is Africa, where where in this journey that African-American males lose their thirst for excellence. And so, you know, I, my, my findings is that we lost it on the shores of America trying to assimilate it to something that was never created for us. And so what did we do? We went to the opposite side of, of what, of what our purpose was, you know, I mean, uh, and that's just, you know, my thoughts and, and I, and I've shared this with other people and they've had, you know, some different, opinions and assessments of those things. But I said, this is what I found in my journey. Right. Uh, not saying that America is the, America gave people opportunities to do, to do different things, but did we take advantage of the opportunities also, or did we squander? Well, a lot of the times the opportunities were made to look like they were given to us, but they were yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. It was camouflage. A lot of smoke and mirrors. A lot of right, smoke and mirrors. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the idea is that if you know, United States, for, America created the middle class. Now, how can you create a middle class if you don't have a a, rank, a, a designated bottom and a designated top? Right. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. So, There's no middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that tells you right there where we were intended to be, and they keep the rules in place so that that happens. They you know Absolutely. invite more people into the middle. And uh, the top gets thicker, and the bottom. Well, if it gets thicker, that's okay too. But there's some we just are not going to let just everybody come up, and, and we can keep an eye on who it is. You know, we make that's it right, really yeah. obvious, right? Yeah, we can we can control those who who come in, and and we're very selective on who we allow in, right? And, and who and we those, allow to progress. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. And and so you know what what I try to share with individuals is that um, you know again. Your purpose may not be to become a millionaire or yeah. a, a billionaire that you speak about, because um, if you had that, if you if you were given that today, what would you change? Right. What would you change? And and that's the thing, you know, I. I yeah, I just try to, you know, if you, you want something, yeah. Yeah. but have you prepared yourself to utilize it once you get it? What is what is the purpose right. of you wanting it? Right. Yeah, I, I always look at I always look at purpose as um, when you find your purpose, um, whether you, you the money will come for whatever you need it for. Correct. You'll find yeah. it. 
And if, yeah, if you're supposed to have more money, then more money will come. Right. You know, yeah. as long as you as long as you open yourself up up to it, you know. Right. And and yeah. if you put put forth not well, put forth the effort into finding how to put how to move towards your move towards your purpose. And then one of your purposes is, well, I need money to do X, Y, and Z, or I I'm going to do this, but I also need money to have fun with to yeah. find security. I think one of the things that that holds people back is their belief, not that they're not worthy, but that money and people who have money is bad. And that's mm -hmm. not necessarily true. I mean, right. money is, is like food. You do need some to survive every day. You just don't right. need excess amount. Correct. But unlike food, you know, if you eat, if you have too much, if you spend too much money, you know, if you have all the money and you spend it all, then, you know, you just spend it all. Food, right. if you, you just can't, you can't really. Yeah, you have you, no. You you can't eat more than what you <laughs> what you That's need right. because then that'll show up on you. Correct. But um, <laughs> I I like to say that people will say instead of saying the root the, the the root of money the root what do they say the root of all evil is money or the money is the root of all evil. Yeah. They get that wrong, which is the love of money. But still, I like to believe more that money is the, the root of all joy, not all, but joy and comfort, because mm -hmm. you do need, you do need money to have, to be comfortable, at least. Yeah. Very yeah. And the more comfortable you are, you know, more, you, you'll have opportunities to do things to, Correct. Give, to give you joy. So right. wanting money, I think that that's a natural thing in our society. But it's not necessarily no. something that you can judge people by. No, not at all. No. Yeah. Because I've met some of the most uh, gracious people as, you know, economically or financially uh, poor. If you mm -hmm. want to put if you want to attach a word to it, you know, but but challenge. Let me say challenge. They were, but but they had they said they had everything they needed and they didn't need anymore. You know, so there's like you said, I tell people that money's a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And if you, if you allow it to be your master, then it will control you. And that's the reason why I'm so adamant about working with the athletes, because the information and the data has, has shown this for years that the majority of you, when it says 78 percent of athletes who who, who complete their yeah. go back into financial hardship. Yeah, it's hard. To it's because you don't have the right direction. And then you trust individuals who are just looking for the, the next the next millionaire to 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 work with and they're really not concerned about you. Once you get signed, they move, they may give you a call or they may manage your money, but managing your money means that that you taking care of them. And so it becomes their money. Mm -hmm. And then they go on and look for the next person. They go on and look on look at the next person and and uh you don't you look at it as it's never gonna stop. But yeah. it and, does and stop. That's part of the, the education that we have around money too. If you've never been around people who have it, you, you have a different relationship with it. Right. You know. True. Yeah. I mean, at the at the very lower end, it's like you can't wait to have, or even I'll say like uh, upper middle class people too. The idea they want to show you they have money, so they Correct. have the big house and they have the, the big mortgage. But the mm -hmm. thing is to have the big house and the small mortgage or no mortgage, right? Right. They, right. they want to drive the the Mercedes when they should be driving Subaru. You know, yeah, right. but, uh, you know, that's that's the that's the thing that people miss. And and then when you do have a lot of money, like a lot of the athletes that we talk about, like the big money athletes, what do you do with that kind of money? You've never seen it before. Who do right. you trust to take care of? 
Correct. And, That's right. You know, we don't know a lot about assets, the different type of assets. People that come up with with uh, business ideas, we don't know how to perceive which ones might be good and which ones might be bad, and who's lying to you and who's who's being Correct. honest. But you right. have to do something with that money, or then the federal government <laughs> takes they it. Get it. They, like, they get it. They get it. So right, it's a big problem. Like all of a sudden. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. For college athletes, that's one of the things they should be teaching them when they go to college. Because if they're not teaching mm-hmm. them, they should be teaching them some kind of business and finance, where to put your money and how to put your where to where to keep your money. But it actually should become before you get there. You know. Yeah, it should. Yeah, it should be in high school. Yeah, we were. I mean, I remember. I think I was in like, was it fifth grade or third grade when I learned how to write checks. I mean, they don't write checks yeah. much anymore. Right. But it should come about that time. I mean, because you are interacting with money, and you need to know that you know uh, people don't. Your mom and pop might be giving you money, but it's uh, you need to know that people have to have this, and there's uh, ways of getting it. And who knows, mm-hmm. you might even start little entrepreneurs out there in the third grade. I'm sure that right. happens all over the place. So, you That's know, right. lemonade stands or or whatever. Right. I mean, I told a brother I was at a college campus uh, pre-COVID and I asked the young man, I said, well, what's your major? And he said, business. I said, business? He says, yeah. I said, oh, OK. So when you finish, you're going to start your own business? He said, yeah. I saw I had a a, a, a lollipop in my pocket and I took it out and I said, sell me this. And he says, well, I'm not going to sell lollipops. I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to sell. I said, what are you going to sell? I don't know yet. Well, sell. Sell. He said, well, I don't know how to sell lollipops. I said, okay, good. Sell me your, sell yourself. If I was a, if you, you're playing sports and I want, and I'm, I'm a, 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 a professional yeah. scout. Right. A professional scout. And I'm coming in. I want to know. I want the best athlete on my team, character-wise and athletic-wise. Sell me on who you are. Who are you? Who are you? What you know? And I don't want to know your mother and father's first name and last name. You know, I'm the son of. No, that's a. It's a sharecropper story. We don't need to know that. I want to know who you are right now at this moment. Who are you, and why should I take interest in you? You know, I said because people, businesses do well because in most cases people buy people invest in the business because they invest in the person because the product is the same, you know, clothes are clothes, you know, I'm going to buy a shirt. I'm going to buy a shirt. It's I invest in a shirt because there's a few things I'm investing in this individual. I'm investing in the way it looks. I'm investing in the material, you know, for status purposes or this, but they're really investing in the person, you know, the person convinced them that I'm putting out the best product possible and, and possible. And you've seen their success rate. So you say, Oh, I'm going to go buy from him. right? Right. Right. And um, that's the thing. Or I'm going to buy from the, the malls. That's why malls put mom and pop stores up because they they people want to say I'm buying from the mall. Yeah. 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 Same stuff at the corner store. Same, same stuff. stuff. Right. right. But that's where our mentality is. And that's that's the difficult part when you're talking to some of these athletes. They tell you, uh, I've never had a, a brand new car before. Well, why change then? Why change? <laughs> you can buy. You can buy a car that's four years old and look the same as the brand new one. Right? And you know what? Its value is even more than, you know, the, 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 the money the you brand. put out, right? You, right. you buy a car brand new and it, it loses its its most of its, well, maybe a third of its value once you drive it off the lot. Correct. You buy so that same you take car that right or left. Later. Yeah. yeah. So, and no. you get one that's, and then why not, why not lease it, right? Because if you want to get new cars, lease it. So, you're not going anywhere, right? Where are you going with the car? You're driving around town where you play 
the sport. That's all you do is drive around town. You drive into the stadium. You drive it back home. You can't drive it on the street because what do you do? You 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 get on the street and then you act foolish and the cops are looking. Now the system. Here goes the system, right? right? I see. I see this car. Who is it? Okay, we pull him over. Oh, you're this. You're this. You're that. You're th okay. He has a lot of money. Let's hit him with some. Now let's let's insult him uh, to a degree where he he now reacts and uh, we got him on more charges, right? And so when you finish now, you got all these trumped up charges against you just because you want to have status or whatever you you know if you want to call it status because it's the status is visual. It's not what you're doing. Uh, you know, for the the betterment of your life going forward and the, the better part of your life that you'll live after these athletics are over, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I try to... But don't you always have an interest in like the low-key um, multimillionaires, like the ones that you never know? I, I'm always interested yeah. in, in those people because... Yeah, there just, are those. Yeah, many. <laughs> because they come from... Some, a lot of, you know, I mean, ones that I've worked with, some of them come from humble beginnings, um, the grandmothers had, you know, that that old wisdom. Yeah, and they had, and and, and they and they instilled values, in them, right? Uh, they they didn't. They told you that no matter where you go, always remember where you came from, right? Yeah. Because no matter how high you go, it's not about how high you go; it's how you descend, right? right. You descend as a as a plane on fire. You could descend as a feather. It depends on you, but it's all about what. What you do to those that you 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 have to go around or over to ascend, right. right? How you treat them? It's all about the treatments. It's really yeah. all about your treatment. You know, that's right. the the energy that you um, display, or you know how you how you produce it as, or, or even share it with others as you go up. Yeah. If you think yeah. you get higher and I'm better than you, then okay, we're gonna show you what better feels like, how it feels to fall from ten thousand feet without a parachute. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, <laughs> you 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 have to keep every everything in perspective. I mean, maybe I, I'll say it this way: somebody who who earns a million dollars a year has different um, thoughts about doing things mm -hmm. than somebody who makes fifty thousand dollars a year, right. just because they've been privy to a lot more of experiences because they have. Um, you know they're they're out there more they have to be out there more active or, or even if it's even if they just make it in the stock market by investing right. but they have the opportunity to have so many more experiences right that right. their mind is just going through so much more so they That's can right. even if they came from a fifty thousand dollar a year life and they got up to that million dollar a year life it's still um they don't necessarily forget where they're coming from they won't, they, but they don't have to be, um, what do I, they don't have to be derogatory about, you know, people who are there because it, Correct. it's not the same. But, and yeah. I think people who are at the 50 and they look at the million, they might take things, some of the things they say as derogatory, just not understanding because the language is a little bit different, right. you know? And uh, I think a lot of times we just get off on the, on the wrong foot with that, but um Generally, when I and I, I I think that most of us, if we look looked at what our purpose is and we acted on that, the purpose to me is always to serve. 
So absolutely, you know, who who are you going to serve? That that's Correct. inside yourself, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's uh, you know, that's funny that you say that because that's in uh, I have a few books out, and one of my books is called The Thirteen Commandments of Rory T. Edwards, and that's the last chapter. It's like, who do you serve? Right. Uh, do you serve money, power, respect, the the Creator? Who do you serve? I mean, because no matter what you think, you serve somebody. I don't care who it is. You right. know, you serve something or somebody. I don't care how how powerful you think you are. Uh, there is something at the at the blink of an eye that can that can uh, level you like you know like a hurricane can level yeah. a community. And I don't want to say that to disrespect those, especially from the hurricanes that just happened and, mm-hmm. and that stuff. But you can see the devastation of minutes that can that can happen yeah. uh, based on something that uh we we take advantage of on a daily basis we all love to see we all love to see the wind blowing and the sun shining and the oceans and the oceans uh come mm-hmm. but when they all combine mm-hmm. it's one of the most powerful <laughs> forces that can ever happen that's that energy and that's what we talk yeah. about that energy that energy right? yeah yeah so uh that's the same thing i just tell yeah. you that's what it is who do you serve i mean Take pick a team, pick a team because you got to be gotta on serve something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, you need to take some time and figure out who to serve. Right, and to and be in touch with, with, your, with your with your be in touch with your your um your internal self, your true self. Right, right. that is right. that to me. That's the most that's the most basic thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the thing that we. Uh, we fight anyway. I do. I, I fight about it. I fight against it all the time. No, I don't want to yeah. do that. Right. I, I don't know. Just somebody asks you to do something. I don't want to do that. But you do it because you do. Yeah. You're like this is ridiculous. Not wanting to. I don't know. Brush your teeth when they want you to brush your teeth. It's <laughs> yeah, not going to benefit them if you brush right. your teeth. It benefits right. you. So it's the right. same thing. Go with <laughs> yourself and, and figure out who you are because it will benefit you more than anybody Absolutely. else. But it's just—it's just funny. It's that that resistance that's so mm. hard to break for so many of us. It's uh, it, it's um, it is hilarious sometimes when you think about it. I think about things that I've turned down, and I'm like thinking, "Well, why did you?" Because that's my that's my routine to turn down yeah. stuff that uh, that I just haven't done before. But right. then you want things to be different, so that's right. That's those battles. That's those battles of yes. It's uh, the 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 fighting of the two wolves inside you. Which one do you feed, right? Yes. That's, yeah. And yeah, the angel so over right. here and the devil over there. Yeah. Right? They all there. There's those concepts. That's why I, I always tell people the most powerful word, the most powerful number in the world is two, because it's either yes, no. You know, there's no. I don't have. I tell people I don't have a gray area. I don't have a gray area. I don't. I don't. You don't define how our relationship's going to be. You don't say. You know. I'm going to call you in three weeks and I'm sitting around waiting for three weeks for you to call me. And then you don't call. Me. Yeah. Either you say you're going to call me when you're going to call me. I'm going to call you Monday. Okay. Monday. I'm not going to sit in the house and wait for you to call. Right. So if you call me, you say, Oh, you're driving. Yeah, I'm driving. Where are you going? I thought I was calling you. I'm talking to you. So let's, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> you know, modern technology allows you to talk now. I thought you were going to talk to me from the house. No, I'm, I'm talking. I said, we were going to talk on that day. So I can turn down the music. The music cuts off anyway when the car when the radio, picks yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, so the music cuts off. So we have no disturbance. I'm going to roll yeah. up the windows. Uh, I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. So And now even the modern cell phones, if they feel like you're in a car, they automatically go to, they, they cut off. Right. They don't allow yeah. you to get phone calls. And I, right. You have to go in so, and, and turn it off. 
yeah, pull to the side or something, put the car yeah. in park, and then here it goes. It's gonna start, but yeah, uh, it's gonna, but that's what I, I just don't um because, uh, you know, time. I said the one thing that never stops is time. It doesn't wait for yeah. anybody. It doesn't. It doesn't slow down when when you're depressed. It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't speed up because you want the game to be over so your team can win. The time is 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 has its own pace and it's, it never changes. You either you either walk with time or time's gonna keep going and go past right. you. You stop right. if you want the time's way up the street, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody right. gets the same amount, right? That's right. That's right. What you do with it is 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 what you what what your outcomes are and what the outcomes will be because you that's how you utilize. It. Nothing wrong with that, right? Right. So we're about to wind up this hour. If you wanted to say one last thing to uh, the listeners here, um, what would you? What would it be? Uh, I would just say that uh, uh, I think what Miss Harmon does in her business, also, even though she's interviewing me, uh, she does phenomenal work. So I just want to acknowledge the fact that uh, the things that we reason why we're speaking is because. The, the universe brought us together by that word, that transformation. So mm-hmm. she's a very uh, excellent asset and and also a reliable source for you also to to get in touch with if um, if you're looking for those services also. Uh, it doesn't, it, there's enough room in this world for all of us yes. to do that. And there's enough room for us to help those who most need it. But the greatest thing is that all of us need some type of uh some type of service in us becoming the best impossible person we could we can be in our life and again i think it goes back to one thing that it, it all of all sort of sums up is is who you serve who you because serve. who you serve will be the results of what you get in life that's it so i thank you very much for allowing me to be on your program and i wish you continued success in your uh journey also totally Thank you. Well, very well said, and I appreciate the compliment. And I look forward to us uh, working on the, uh, some projects together in the future. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I know that the, the people we serve will be definite huge beneficiaries because we both yeah. have a lot to give. And uh, yes, I'm looking forward you. to that. All righty. So, it's good to see you. Have a good day, right, and, right. and we'll be in touch, right? Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, okay. indeed. All right. Bye. Take care. Well. You as well. This concludes our podcast. This is Dr. Carolyn Harmon of Stridey Life Coaching saying thank you for listening. And you can find us on the web on Facebook at moveforwardboldly.com or you can also find our podcast at Spotify and also on our website at moveforwardboldly.com. Thanks for listening.